is always speaking. He's always speaking. He's always broadcasting to his people the signal from heaven. Are we tuned in? Problem is, a lot of us are missing what God's saying late at night because we're binging the latest Netflix craze. A lot of us are missing what God's saying because we choose other things other than leaning in to daily encounters with the Holy Spirit. title of today's message is trust him. Just write that down. Trust him. How do we trust him? Everyone say, how do I trust him? Well, Revelation 12 verse 7 through 11 talks about how to overcome. I want to, I want to talk about how to overcome today and not, not just how to overcome sin or how to overcome addiction or how to overcome problem, how to overcome our lack of trust. You know, in Revelation chapter 12, we can go ahead and just start in verse 10, says that the accuser was cast down. The accuser of the brethren who stands before God day and night was cast down. And it says they overcame him. How did they overcome him? By the blood of the lamb. Everyone say the blood of the lamb. How else? The word of their testimony. And how else? They did not love their life until death. Right? There's three ways that we overcome in this world. In this world, now this is a prophecy of the end time, but the Bible says in Revelation 19 that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when we see a prophecy in the Bible, we can say, hey, I can do that. We can see how to overcome, and we can say, hey, the blood of the lamb, I'm gonna take communion, I'm gonna paint the blood over the doorpost of my home, I'm gonna plead the blood of Jesus over my family, over my kids, I'm gonna trust in his blood. I've always found it so interesting that it says, and the, like, think about that because there's nothing more powerful than the blood, but there's an and there's a plus sign. There's a, Hey, there's something else that can help you overcome the word of our testimony. I'll share my testimony with you for a minute. Maybe someone can overcome some things today purpose of me telling you that that verse is because how the heck can we trust in the Lord? How the heck in, in when gas prices are what they are, when things are what they are, when the school systems are what they are, how do we put our trust in God? It's easy to put your trust in God when things are going great. It's easy, man. I'll tell you what, it was really easy to put my trust in the Lord when I was getting a paycheck every two weeks, just deposited into my account, whether I thought about it or not. One, oh, wow, there's my paycheck. Great, I can pay the bills. That's really, it's really easy to trust God when things are going good. It's really easy to trust in the Lord when everything's paid for. It's really easy to trust in the Lord when your marriage is, is cruising, right? When your kids are on fire for Jesus. It's really easy to trust in the Lord. It gets harder to trust in the Lord when the storm comes. It gets harder to trust in the Lord when the disease comes. It gets harder to trust in the Lord when you lose your job. It gets harder to trust in the Lord when circumstance comes your way. So how the heck do we do it? I want to start with testimony. Because I know that my testimony holds way more power than I could ever preach. I know my story, your story, your testimony holds way more power than anything you could ever preach. My story is this. My wife asked me three, four months ago, 
beginning of May, she said, Brandon, would you pray? I said, yeah, I like to pray. It's good. She said, no, no, no. Like, would you pray? I feel like God's stirring something in my heart and something's going on. And we've been here almost 11 years. Would you just pray? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll pray. No, like, really, I need you to pray. Would you pray? Would you fast? Would you seek the Lord? So then like a, you know, man of God, good husband, I said, yeah, I'll pray, but I hope you're ready to do whatever the Lord tells me. (laughs) Little did I know, started to pray, started fast, started to seek the heart of the father for my family for this next season. Left work one day, went to go grab a coffee across the street, driving across the intersection from our church, and I almost wrecked my truck. I have a I have a vision. What's a vision? A daydream, a spiritual daydream. I have a vision and almost wreck my truck, pull over to the side, hear a voice from heaven, give me direction for this next season. And it wasn't what I wanted to hear. I had no desire to do what I just heard from the Lord. In fact, over a year ago, I told my wife, I will never move to Texas. Been there, done that, lived there, lived that. You got to watch what you say to the Lord, right? Like you probably told the Lord, don't send me to Africa. And then he did. (laughs) You got to watch what you say. So here I am and I hear a voice from heaven. I write it down. I, I break open my phone and I jot down the words I'm hearing in a note. Call my wife frantically. You got to meet me for coffee right now. She meets me within 10 minutes. We're sitting down for coffee. I'm booger crying when she shows up. I'm just crying uncontrollably. I can't get the words out of my mouth. I hand her my phone and say, read this. That's all I could say. As she begins to read it, she begins to weep. She says, that's what the Lord told me too. But I told him he had to tell you because I wasn't gonna. Come on, we need some praying wives. We need some praying spouses that hear from the Lord. That was the easy part, though. Hearing from God is the easy part. Honestly, you might be sitting there thinking, well, I, I, I don't know how to hear from God. Just, guys, like I told the men yesterday, turn on the radio of your spirit. God is always speaking. We are just not always listening. God is always speaking. He's always speaking. He's always broadcasting to his people the signal from heaven. Are we tuned in? Problem is, a lot of us are missing what God's saying late at night because we're binging the latest Netflix craze. A lot of us are missing what God's saying because we choose other things other than leaning in to daily encounters with the Holy Spirit. I was, I was in full-time ministry, missing out on what heaven was trying to say to my family. So he spoke to my wife, said, if you you ain't going to listen, Brandon, I'll tell your wife. Listening, all it took was me praying and fasting and tuning in. And I heard, almost wrecked my car. Hearing from God is the easy part. Doing what he said is the harder part because it requires trust. Are we going to trust him? We have to stop showing up to church and just hearing what's being preached and listening to what's being said and taking great notes. But we got to become doers of the word. 
And that takes daily bread. Daily bread. Daily bread. If you're taking notes, I don't really have a one, two, three, four, five, six, something or another, but I'll tell you a few things that trust requires. The first thing is trust requires daily encounters with Jesus. It's, it's, <laughs> to trust God in this day and age is hard, right? It's hard unless you're encountering him. Because when you're sitting down with the Lord, and I'm talking about daily bread. There's a reason why Jesus, when he teaches the disciples how to pray, what's he say? He says, go to the Father, our Father who is in heaven. Holy is your name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us what? Our daily bread. You know, provision, prosperity and provision, the word provision in the Bible comes from the word manna. Do you know that? The word provision in the Bible comes from the word manna. Do you know what manna was? Exodus 16, start in verse four. Look at this. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread or manna from heaven for you. The people are to go out each and every day and gather enough for that day. Manna was enough for that day. God's provision. It's easy to trust in God when you're connecting with him daily for your daily bread, for your daily word. And sometimes he just says the same thing to you every day. Sometimes it's just him saying, hey, I love you. I got your back. That ain't you. That ain't you telling you I love you in the mirror. Because we all know when you look in the mirror, you say way worse stuff than I love you. We all know when you look in the mirror, you hear the devil's voice, right? Saying the opposite of that. Daily bread. Trusting in God requires daily bread. Gather enough for the day. Gather enough for the day. What I'm trying to say to you is that you cannot trust in a God that you do not know. You cannot trust in a savior that you do not know. You can't, it's hard to trust in God when you're not encountering him, when you're not experiencing him, when you're not hearing his voice, when you're not seeing his love. And that happens by tuning in daily. I'll tell you one of the greatest things in my life has been watching my father since day one. Every single morning, he would wake up before us. And he does this. I'm hanging out at Hotel Goulet this week. Every single day, he's up. He's in the Word. Every night, he's up. He's in the Word. Daily bread. Your pastor doesn't just, you know, he doesn't just come up here and, you know, flip his Bible open. Okay, let's read from here. He's encountering Jesus and trying to teach you how to encounter Jesus. I encourage you. You want to grow in your trust from, for, for God? Just start spending time with him. I've been asked so many times, how do you hear from God, Brandon? I was asked this several times as I was making my transition. How do you know you heard from God? How do you know it's God? I, I was critiqued many times. I don't know if this is God. It doesn't seem wise. It doesn't seem like God would ask you to leave everything. And I'm sitting there thinking, have you read the Bible? Every time God spoke, people criticized. Every time God, I mean, Noah Hey, dude, build a boat. What's a boat? Rain's coming. I'm going to flood the world. What is rain? Everyone criticized him, but he trusted in God. He trusted in what 
the Lord said. I've been asked so many times, how do you know that you, hear, that you can hear from God? You want to know how to hear from God? Read the Bible. You can't know if you're hearing from God if you don't even know what his voice sounds like. His voice sounds like this. Whatever's in the word is his voice. So if you hear him say something like you are, I don't condemn you. I love you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. You are, you are above only. Get your head out of the sand. You're above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. That's not just good preaching. That's the Bible. How do you hear from God? You encounter him daily. You learn his voice. And you wonder why we can't trust God or why it's hard to trust God because we, we don't listen to his voice and what he's trying to say. Luke 21, 15, check this out. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> the Lord, back to my testimony. One of the things God said to me after he had spoken to my wife and I about moving to Fort Worth. He said, do you trust me? And I said, yeah, God, I trust you. Of course I trust you. My favorite verse in the Bible is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Of course I trust you. I've studied that word. That word trust comes from the Hebrew word cavalier, which just means a, a, a careless trust. You care about nothing else. You just trust in the Lord. I said, Brandon, do you trust me? Of course I trust you. My favorite song. Jira, you are enough. Come on, you know that song? Jira, you are enough. I will be content in every circumstance. Jira, you are enough. Of course I trust you. This is on June 29th. A lot of stuff changed on June 29th for me. And I heard him a third time say, do you trust me? I'm just telling you my story. And I broke down in tears because I realized he knew the answer. But my trust was not fully in him. Trust in the Lord with bits and pieces of your heart. Trust in the Lord with most of your heart. Trust in the Lord with almost all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all... I could have done it longer. I didn't take a good enough breath support. Trust with all. I realized in that moment, I've told teenagers that for 18 years. That's why Mary's sitting here laughing at me because she's heard this before. I've held that out for 18. Trust in the Lord with all. And the Lord's like, you don't trust me with all. You trust me with most. Sell it all. 
You trust me with most, but you're worried and concerned about what people are saying about you right now. You trust me with most, but a lot of your friends are turning their backs on you right now. And you're all messed up emotionally. Why are you messed up emotionally? Who cares? Trust me. Trust me. And then I realized something. The Lord just asked me three times if I trust him. And it reminded me of a story when Jesus appeared to his disciples after the resurrection. You can find this in Luke 21. I'll just paraphrase it for sake of time. But, but the disciples were in the boat. Jesus is on the shore and he's making some breakfast. He's making some fish tacos, you know. He's making, man, he's, he's, got, sir, he's got all kinds of goodies going on on the fire. And the disciples look and they shout, is that you, Lord? And Jesus says, it's me. And Peter jumps in. Yes. He jumps in. He dives in. Wholehearted. We know a few verses before he ran, he denied. But he's like, I got my second chance to show Jesus. Dives in. It says in the Bible that he swam 100 yards, a football field away. I don't know if I could make that. Have you ever been on a lake or something and tried to swim to far dock or I can make it across the river? I was hanging out with the kids in the hot springs. I tried to make it across a river. It was, it was probably 50 yards. I get about 25 out and I'm like, I'm going to die. I got to turn around. I'm not going to make it. He swims 100 yards. He's still in his clothes. Swims 100 yards, gets on the shore, hugs his savior. Luke 21, verse 15, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Just like I said, God, you know, I trust you. Jesus responds and feed my lambs. Verse 16, and again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And a third time, verse 17 he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt and offended because Jesus asked him a third time, you know that I love you. And there's a great uh, breakdown of these words in this message, but we're not getting into that today. But I just want to compare my testimony to this story where I'm getting offended. God, you know, I trust you. Do you really? I want you to hear the voice from heaven this morning is, man, heaven's touching earth in this room. We're hearing from the Holy Spirit all throughout worship, even the baby dedications, man. I'm like, woo, feel that, anointed. Praying over our missionary, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. He's in the room. Heaven's touching earth in this room. And I want you to turn the dial of your hearing to hear from God. Do you actually trust me? Do you really? When was the last time you were concerned about your bills? Probably right now. Do you really trust me? You're concerned about your kids and the system they're in and the world we're raising them in. Man, I'm right there with you. We're raising our kids in a crazy world. We're raising our kids in a different world than what we were raised in. Do you trust me? Are you fearful? Are you worried? Are you anxious? I was hurt that God would even ask me such a question after all these years of serving him. Don't you know 
how long I've served you. I've given my life to you. I've been serving the church since I was in diapers. <laughs> right? I was offended. How dare you? How dare you ask me that? How dare you? Check this out, though. Trusting God requires surrender. It's the next thing it requires. Trusting God's word has nothing to do with your opinion or agreement with his word. There's a lot of things in his word that this word, in his word that this world doesn't agree with. But do you trust that God spoke it? Do we align with what heaven says for our lives, whether we agree with it or not? Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes heaven speaks things to you for your family to change in a job situation or do this or that that goes beyond your opinion. But do you trust him enough to do it? When you surrender your opinion about any matter and you trust what God's word says about the matter, now God has something to work with for the very first time in your life. That was fun. That was deep. There's more to come. We're going to get into many more topics and things and lessons that I've learned in life that I believe are going to encourage you towards encountering Jesus daily. So subscribe, share this with someone. If you believe they need to hear it, just share it with someone, text it to them, send them the link. Also, if you like the content and what you're hearing and you want to hear more, please pray about partnering with me and paying it forward and donating towards this podcast and the books that God's placed in our heart to write. So much more is forthcoming and I cannot wait to share it with you. Stay connected and stay updated and you can donate if you want, but you don't have to by going to brandongerlay.com or notjustsaved.com. Let's change together. God is good. God is for you. He is not against you. And he gave us the power to overcome. He gave us the power to change. So let's go beyond the altar and let's get altered.